0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles to a very familiar scripture in Galatians 3, 13. You've heard me minister this, this many times, but there's some things that the Lord has given me some revelation on, and starting with 13... Galatians three thirteen Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, for it is written, "Cursed is everyone that hangeth from the tree. So th- let's go with 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. And then verse 29, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we are heirs. So it says that Christ, Jesus himself, the anointed one and his anointing has redeemed us, paid the price for us, recovered us from the power of darkness. That's good news. We don't have to live in darkness any longer. We don't have to live under the curse anymore. We have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the blessing of the Lord, into that place that God has for us. We were actually translated out Of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So he says, We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And many of you, many times, have heard me preach this, but it's getting the revelation that you and I are literally redeemed from that curse, that we no longer have to live under the curse. And it's getting our eyes open. To, to see that Jesus literally took that on him. He took the curse on him. He took the sickness. He took the disease, as Isaiah said. He bore it on himself to, so that you and I could live in freedom. Amen? And he said in verse 29, If you be Christ, are we Christ? Are we in him? Then are we Abraham's seed. And then because of that, we become heirs according to... According to the Word of God, according to the promise, according to the things that God has said, that is our avenue to the blessing. We get, we get engrafted in to the blessing of the Lord so that we don't have to live under the curse any longer. You know, I think we all have knowledge of that, but it's the revelation of it that changes our life. It's, it's understanding how to operate in the kingdom of God. So turn to uh, Colossians, another familiar scripture that you have heard me for sure. I know I've ministered many times. But we can read it, we can look at it, but it's the understanding of how the kingdom of God operates, how it works. How do we take hold of this? How do we apply it to our lives? How do we get free from the bondage of the curse that we've been set free from? Right? I mean, we've been set free from it. We just read that. So Colossians 1.13 says, "'Who has delivered us from the power or the authority of darkness?' and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, or the reign of his dear son, Jesus. So we have been delivered, we've been taken out, It actually means we've been drawn to one, which means we've been drawn to the kingdom of God. We've been placed in Jesus. We're seated in that place. That is our position that we are now in as believers. So we've been delivered out of darkness where we can't see truth, where the lies are, where the deception is. We've been delivered out of that into the kingdom or the reign or the rule or the dominion of the kingdom of God so we have a head knowledge of that but it's getting beyond our head and understanding our true authority our true position and taking it and ruling and reigning amen this is you know we have to understand we have to discover how the kingdom of God operates how it works how it how it uh, functions to where you and I don't live in the darkness any longer. Because he just said we've been translated. Jesus took us out of that. That was the price of the co- of the cross. That's what he did on that cross. So we need to understand, how does that work? How do I apply that to my life? How do I start walking in that blessing that has been declared to me, that blessing that's been given to me? How do I rule and reign in that position? How do I not allow the curse to dominate me? How do I not allow uh, sin to dominate me? How do I not allow for uh, poverty to dominate me? How do I operate in this new kingdom? You know what's one thing I'm very grateful for for the school and the uh, children's church is because the children are learning it at a young age, so they won't be as hard-headed. <laughs> it's uh, taking us older folks longer to get there. The younger you learn this, the better off we are. Amen. They're learning how to operate in the kingdom of God, learning their authority, learning that sickness and disease doesn't belong to them, laying hands on their parents, speaking healing over them, you know, talking the word over them, because they're getting a revelation of who they are at a young age. Glory to God. It's taken us a little bit longer to get this down in our heads. But we're working on it. Amen? You know, so... We are so used to darkness that the light is really foreign. Now, we're getting, we're getting breakthroughs, and we're getting somewhere. A lot of us are learning. We're getting some breakthroughs, but we need to move forward. <laughs> we need to get much further down the road than where we are right now so that sickness doesn't attach itself to our bodies. So that we don't allow it in our bodies. We don't allow it in our household. We don't allow poverty around us. We don't allow lack around us. So there's, a key, there's ways that you and I have to learn how to operate. Amen? So Jesus said in Luke 10:19, 19. Y'all, this is another very familiar scripture. I'm just laying a little foundation here for where I'm going. So in Luke 10, 19, he says, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, or I give unto you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's a pretty strong statement right there. But you know, it is in red, and Jesus did say it. And he's telling us that he's given us something. That he has given us a piece of information here that we need to have revelation on so that we operate in this authority. So that we operate in this to where we do have the authority over anything that comes against us. He says that anything that the enemy brings on us that you and I... We have the power or we have the authority over it and it can't hurt us. Well, we know we don't have the victory in that 100%. I mean, let's just be truthful. So, you know, Paul said, that's what, he, that's what we read in Colossians. He said, we've been delivered from that and we've been placed, we've been delivered from the authority of darkness. Jesus just said that because that was after the cross, then Jesus said before the cross, we still have the power and the authority over the enemy, over what anything that would come against us. But how do we do that? How does that operate and apply In our lives. So now we're going to turn over to Matthew 8. And we're going to look at something. Because somebody amazed Jesus. And if Jesus got amazed. I want to know why. Amen. Amen. I mean he marveled at the. At the Centurion. And so it says starting in verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum. There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. You know, Jesus said right there, I will come and I will heal him. So that gives us a revelation right now to this centurion who had a servant that was grievously sick. Jesus didn't turn him down. Jesus didn't say, I can't heal him." He said, I will. He was ready to heal. Jesus is always ready to heal, but we've got to learn how to receive it. And this, verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I love this. You know, Jesus didn't even say anything about him being unworthy. He didn't address that. He didn't deal with that. Because Jesus just marveled at what this man is about to say. He said, if you speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go when he goeth. And to another, come and he cometh. And to my servant, do this. And he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great. No, not in Israel. That's a pretty major statement right there. You know, he, he knew Israel. He'd been all over and he'd never heard anybody give a description. And what this man is giving is the description of how the kingdom of God operates. He is telling us how kingdom authority operates. And that's why Jesus marveled. He was talking to him and what that word when he says, for I'm a man under, he said, I'm a man under governmental authority. And so he's bringing a revelation here that the kingdom of God works like a government. It works that way. It operates that way. But you and I think we're still voting things in and we're still on this low level. And we have not learned how to rule and reign in governmental authority. And this centurion is telling Jesus, I know how the kingdom of God operates. I know that if you'll speak the word only... I know my servant will be healed as soon as you speak because I am a man under authority. So he understood being under authority. He's relating it to the governmental authority. And he said, I'm also a man that when I speak, the servant has to listen. And you think about government. You you think about how a president stands in his office, And he can, depending on what nation you're in, in our nation, he can write executive orders and it's a done deal. Why? He knows his power and he knows his authority. And he knows if he makes that executive order that it cannot be taken away, at least while he's in office. So this centurion is saying, I know how the kingdom of God operates. And Jesus marveled at it because he didn't say you were wrong. He said, you are on to something. He said, you have a revelation that I am believing for my people to understand is how their authority works. It works the same way when you speak it with the authority of a governmental authority. When you speak it like that. Then those words, those words will bring to pass what you have declared. So then let's turn over now to Isaiah chapter 9. And let's just look at something. I want, because we have to understand. How to rule and reign. We have to understand our authority, who we really are in Christ. And we say that a lot, but understanding the position, the authority we have been given is the governmental authority. It's put in that position. Well, Pastor Vicki, how do you know that? Because the word says so. So we're going to look and we're going to see. Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Who is that? No, that's Jesus. And the government or the government authority shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counsel, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, what's he re- going back to? Governmental authority. Right? He's given us a revelation and an insight here of how to operate in the kingdom of God. The authority that each and every one of us have. And he says, The throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. So we know that He's referring to Jesus here. And he said the government or the authority is going to be upon his shoulders. And the church is his shoulders. We're the authority. We're not the underneath down here. We're the authority. We carry the rank and the rulership of, a, of like a government would. Because he referred to the throne of David. He put that throne up there to let us understand that we rule and reign like King David did. And King David knew that when he spoke to a servant or he spoke to anyone, it got carried out. Right? That's what happens with kings when they give. An authority when they speak the word, they know it's going to be carried out. That's the centurion. He had the revelation of what it meant when Jesus spoke. And he knew all authority, all heaven was back in him. And that's what King David knew. He knew his authority, he knew his position, he knew his place. He knew that God ordained him. To that throne. He knew he was anointed to sit on the throne. Do you know you're anointed to sit on the throne? That's who you are. You're right up there. If you are in Jesus, and I read it to you, you are in Christ. You're in him. Where does Jesus sit? At the right hand of the Father, right at the throne, right? You think he doesn't have a throne? I believe he has a throne. He's actually in God. Come on. Trying to get us to look at something in a different light so that we understand who we are and why we rule and reign. So he says here, and look what he says, of the increase of his government. You came out of darkness. You came out of that governmental system of darkness where the enemy ruled and reigned, and you came into the governmental kingdom. A kingdom has government, right? So here's the kingdom. You came into a new kingdom to learn how to operate. And so he says, of the increase... Well, how does the government increase? How does the kingdom of God increase It's when you come into your place in the kingdom of God, when you step up, well, then the government is now on your shoulders. That authority is now placed upon you. To what? You get a government authority to do what? To rule and reign. Right? We sin people to congress in washington dc and and jeff city and what are they there for they should be there (laughs) we're not going there tonight (laughs) but they should be there for what i'm going to read to you that should be their purpose so We have a purpose. We've been given that governmental authority on purpose by Jesus himself so that we rule and reign on this earth. Some people are waiting to rule and reign when you get to heaven. Well, if you can't rule and reign down here, how are you going to rule and reign in heaven? You're going to have to go to school to learn how to rule and reign. Well, I'm giving you school right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he says, of the increase... So you know ever since this word, ever since Jesus went to the cross and was raised up, the kingdom of God has increased. That governmental authority has increased. We just don't know how to operate it. Amen. And actually what that actually the increase can mean multiplication, it means increase of the body of Christ, but it also means the dominion. So the dominion of the government that he has placed us in, that governmental authority really means the dominion. And what was it said in Genesis? That man was given what? Dominion, to subdue, to overtake, to stand in that position and rule and reign against what? (laughs) Principalities, rulers, Satan himself. Adam had authority and dominion over that snake or whatever it was. Had dominion over it. He just didn't use it like us. We get mad at Adam because he blew the whole thing. But how many times do we? Uh Uh-oh. How many times do we not use our authority? How many times do we give in to our authority? We can't blame Adam if we're not using it. Hallelujah. So we have been put in that government position to bring peace. What was Adam's job? Take care of the garden. Keep it at peace. Where everything functioned and everything worked. Where there was no, you know, place for the enemy to get into. That was his job. To keep that garden that the enemy had no place. Well, I'm telling you, Ladies and gentlemen, our job in the kingdom of God is to keep our place where the enemy's not in. And we're falling down on the job. I'm not scolding you. I'm, I'm in the category. I'm not sitting here and saying I have it all together. I just want you all to know that. But we got to learn to operate this position right under the head, right in that place that we stop allowing things to overtake us. And I am preaching to myself, just so you know. And he said, look what he said. And he said, there shall be no end. No end to what? The kingdom. It's not entering. It's not ending. We got to learn how to rule and reign in it. And he said, and upon... And upon his kingdom, now look what he says. He says to order it, this is what we are to do. To, od- to order it, to establish, to accomplish, to make it ready. What are we making ready? The kingdom. In our own, we'll start with our own personal lives. Getting our own lives in order in the kingdom of God. So we're to order it. How do you order something? Do you open your mouth? You order something. I'm going to tell you something. You're ordering something one way or the other. When you open your mouth and you speak negative, you're ordering something, and you're giving the enemy space in your garden. You're giving him permission to come in just like Adam did. So we've got to learn how to operate in the kingdom of God and not give him permission to operate in our lives. What happens so many times is we don't have confidence when we're speaking the word. We're just hoping it's going to happen. We got a lot of hope, but we've got to switch that around, start taking and learning and understanding. It's our job. It's our honor. It's our privilege to operate in this kind of authority there's no higher authority because it's the authority of god and there is nothing there is no the devil doesn't have greater authority than you and i have his authority jesus and i've already read it jesus said i give you the authority over anything the enemy tries to do isn't that what god did to adam in the garden He gave him the dominion, he gave him the authority, and he didn't understand it. And that's why so many times we're defeated, because we don't understand our place and our position. We don't understand how to rule and reign. And so we allow things to work in our lives. So he said, we're to order. It says... We're also to establish. I want to go back to order because I... He wanted you to order it to put things... If they're out of order, put it in order. Right? If something's out of order, He's given you the authority to put it in order. Right? I am teaching y'all good. (laughs) Thank you. So... He, he wants it put in order. He wants you to use your authority, first of all, over your life, over your household, to put things back in order. The things that were in darkness, the things that were disarrayed, the things that were in not right order, he's telling you, I give you the authority to put it back into order. And when we really get the revelation of this and the insight of the authority that we truly have, we'll see that anointing go in there and destroy yokes. You'll see that when we really start, whoa, I really carry this kind of authority. I really carry the anointing and the power to carry it out. We're going to start seeing less and less defeat in our life and more and more victory. And that's where God wants to take us. So he says, and then he says, after we order it, set it in order to establish it with judgment. We are to establish, get in that place. Really, it kind of it comes. it's a throne room word. We are to support the throne. When we get in there, we're just getting in agreement with God. We're, it, it, it's a supportive world. Coming into that role of that place that we are in agreement with God and we are bringing heaven on earth. I mean, Jesus wants us, he said, pray the kingdom of God, pray that heaven comes to earth, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as heaven on heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is that? That's authority, that's ruling and reigning. That's not just hoping and someday and when you get to heaven and all of this is going to happen. He's coming back for a glorious church that knows how to operate in the kingdom of God. That's That's what he's... But we have to learn this. We have to understand that sickness is in the kingdom of darkness and we came out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light where there is no sickness. Right, but somehow we're like jumping over here in the kingdom of darkness. Sickness on us. (sighs) Got over that. Okay, I come back into the light. We got to learn how to operate in the light without the darkness. So he said, we are to establish it. Establish what? The rules of the kingdom. They're rules for the kingdom of God. And we have to establish them in our lives. And how do we do that? Standing in that place and speaking the word of God, establishing this, that's why we are a word church because we believe we are supposed to believe the word above everything, right? When Jesus says by his stripes, you are healed. You know what that means? One day I'll be healed. No? That's not what that means? It means the now. But getting that to us, because of everything we hear and see, it oppresses us and we don't even realize it. Um, And you know, you know, if you see a commercial on television, I mean, they love to tell you how sick you are and why you need all these medicines. What does that do to us? We don't think it affects us, but if we're not speaking back to us, it's going to affect us. We're going to be in agreement with it. How many Christians speak when the flu season comes? You know, the flu season. Well, I'm going to get the flu. Well, are you using your authority or are you living in the kingdom of darkness? It's asking you. You don't have to answer me. And he said, we are here to establish it with judgment. What what is right, the ordinances of God. We're to establish the word of God. That's really what it's saying. Bringing the word of God into, into our kingdom, where we live, into our garden, into our position, into our place. And we can't do that unless we start using our dominion and wearing the government of the kingdom of God on our shoulders. You can't turn anything around unless you really believe God and you activate that faith that's in you. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by. So that can't be a saying, it has to be a truth. Has to get in us. So, and then it says, and with justice. So he said, you know, we're to order, it, we're to establish it with justice, with judgment, and with justice, with righteousness. Knowing who we are in right standing with God, operating in the kingdom of God unashamedly for who we are and what God is doing and what he has for us. That's the revelation of the kingdom of God that we want to get. No wonder when Jesus said he marveled at what the centurion said because he understood that that centurion had a revelation that every one of us need. A revelation and an insight that we are to do kingdom business, we are to do it and rule and reign with all authority, heaven will back us. Heaven will will come and heaven will change situations. When we operate in a governmental authority, in that realm, listen, in government, when you go to Congress and you walk the halls of Congress or you sit in some of those meetings, I'm telling you, and you see some of it, you know, they're fighting on who who is going to rule and reign. It's really what it is. Am I going to get my law through? Am I going to get my way through? What are they doing? Well, that's our job, is to rule and reign in that government authority. That changes your position. If we think like lawmakers think, and they can be pretty sassy, and we know that, And I'm not here to talk about government. I'm just here to talk about the position. When you when they're in Congress, they know who they are. This is Congressman so and so. This is Congressman so and so. This is Congresswoman so and so. They know. And they know they have authority. Do you really know you have authority? I think we need revelation. I think all of us need a greater insight in who we are and what authority we have. Because when we get it, the revelation, we already have the authority, but when we get the revelation of it, I guarantee you things are going to start turning a lot quicker. And you're going to put up with less and less. And sometimes we just get lazy with it. Let's be honest. Get tired because we don't see the results as quick. And so the pressure comes to quit and to back off and back down. That's when we have to rise up and we have to realize, he put the government on my shoulders and he thinks that I can carry it because he gave it to us, right? I want Jesus to marvel at my faith. which means I need to see more and more how the kingdom operates and not a let the things get to me. Putting up with the stuff sometimes that we put up with. The enemy knows our weakness. He knows where we fail at. He knows how to keep us down. It didn't take much to get to Eve, did it? And they had the glory. Seeing glory. We have the glory. And it wouldn't have taken anything out of Adam's mouth because Adam was standing there. Taking that apple right out of whatever fruit it was out of eve's hand he took his authority he said we're not doing it get your eyes off of that your eyes are on the wrong thing Ooh. how many times have we fall in that trap eyes on the wrong thing and what is it what happens when our eyes are on the wrong thing It speaks, gets in there, changes our thinking into wrong thinking. Right? But we're here to establish justice and judgment. If we don't get it in our own life, how are we going to get it anyplace else? The kingdom of God operates at a much higher level. And we can keep anything out of our garden. I don't care what it is. He didn't put any limits on what it was. He said, all authority has been given. Today it's to the church. All authority. You know what all means? (laughs) That's right. It means all that's exactly, I'm going to repeat this, what God gave Adam. And it's no less for you and I. It's the same. And I'll tell you, you have the glory. You're not going to get it. You got it. It's on the inside of you. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.